Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Deason here with David Strickle, the Stream of David. Today is Tuesday, September the 1st, September, oh my goodness, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, David, I had a happy time this weekend. Well, it was kind of a weird thing because... Um, this time of year is always a little bit strange with the gardening business. That's the business that uh, Louise owns that I help manage for her. And uh, yesterday we actually had no, not a real workload. So I just gave everybody the day off and Louise and I went to the beach, which was kind of an interesting thing. Normally we go to the beach on the weekends and we got to the beach on a Monday. Of course, you know, you get half the crowd as you normally have. It was really strange because we arrived, we were the first car there. And it was like walking onto a private beach. And I thought to myself, oh, nice. wow, what a great way to visualize because I don't have any crowds in the way. I can start imagining right now what it's like to have my own private beach house. It was great. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you manifested a private beach for yourself. Yes, for, for 10 minutes. <laughs> for 10 minutes at least. That's funny. <laughs> but I took advantage of it. I milked it like crazy and it was wonderful. It was really great. And plus, I mean, the crowd was a relatively small crowd by comparison to the weekend anyway. So it was really pleasant. Very, very nice. So nice. I had a good day yesterday. So how are you doing? What's happening in your neck of the woods? Good. Yeah. Dan uh, was on my show, my live show yesterday. And I, oh, I told him that over the weekend I went shopping uh, here in Palm Springs. Uh, we have El Paseo. It's not really in Palm Springs. Technically it's nearby. El Paseo is sort of the Rodeo drive of, of the desert, right? Oh, okay. the shops of Gucci, Tiffany, all that stuff is there. And it was really weird because it was, we went on a Sunday afternoon. I thought things were sort of kind of getting back to normal a little bit and nothing's back to normal here. Mm. Still, even in this heat, in this sun, uh, people are not getting out and, and doing stuff. And yeah. I, I did go to the beach the weekend prior and the beach was packed. So people, uh-huh. people are going to the beach, but the, the shopping and the, you know, outdoor dining and yeah. that, that whole vibe. I, I don't do that that often. I'm not really into doing that that often. I haven't really done that in a while. Mm-hmm. And it, we thought we'll just, we were just going to go have some retail therapy, if you will. And it was just a, a dead zone. There was nobody there. It was so odd to be out and just have nobody there. And, and we ended up having a good time. It wasn't the same as being on the desolate beach where it was, you know, oh, my private beach. I kind of wanted that interaction of just some hustle and bustle and people shopping oh, and yeah. outdoors and restaurants and just a little bit. And it wasn't mm-hmm. there. We, we were really had the street to ourselves Wow. and a lot of closed down stores, a lot of closed down restaurants. Yeah. And I, I described it as depressing. It wasn't really depressing, but I was surprised that there wasn't more normalcy to it. Yeah. I really, really was. And I'm, I'm ready for whatever's next in this evolution of humanity. If we're going to move beyond all of that, that's fine. But I don't want to lose human interaction. I, I, I don't want to lose some of those old elements that we had in life. And I don't want to live in fear, certainly. And I think a lot of it is fear that's Absolutely. holding people, you know, holding people at home. And, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the whole, is it real or is it not real argument? About <laughs> no, we don't need to go there. <laughs> everybody, cre- well, everybody creates their own bubble of reality. Yeah. And, and whatever reality you create for yourself via your opinion and your thoughts is, is your reality. And so that's fine. So I don't need to be right about any of that stuff. But for me, I, I needed the human contact. I wanted to get out and just be around people in a physical way. Because I spend most of my time on Zoom and on podcasts and Facebook Live. And I love this little virtual world that I have for this time. It's perfect. But sometimes I just want to get out and be around people, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're not the only one. I mean, I love getting out whenever I can. And we've been doing, I, I have not normally been a beach person in the past because I don't do well in the sun. Um, and then we realized, well, why don't we just bring a canopy along? That way I can create shade for myself. Louise can do her sunbathing and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's worked out nicely. And it's been a good way to get out and, like you say, just to see humanity and interact with people and so forth. But here in Connecticut, obviously, we're right next door to New York where uh, the whole COVID thing first hit. And when it hit, it was big. And it was big here, too. And so very early on here on the show, we talked a lot about the fear that was associated with it. There was a huge, I mean, a huge amount of fear here in Connecticut. I recall in April, actually in late March, when things were starting to get shut down and so forth, I recall going to the stores and literally just feeling a blanket of fear on the, on everybody in the store. You, it was, it, it was almost like a piece of material. You could reach out and touch it. That's how, how much of a cloud it was. Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Well, the really... stream said in March, when, when all this started churning, the stream said this is going to get much worse because of the collective fear. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they were correct. And there's if you go to my website, there is a video that plays when you go to the homepage of my website. Mm. That we still have playing that's about the global reset and what all of this is really, really all about. So if you go to the streamofdavid.com, not now, later, <laughs> uh, after this episode, uh, check out the video because the video is still very relevant of, about what's really going on vibrationally on our planet right now. And at that, at the time we made the video, it, it was just starting to hit the United States. It was a yeah. big deal in China and I think Italy, Italy, and right? Other places, and it wasn't a big deal here yet. Not yet. And, and they said this is going to get worse because of collective fear and because of the the general vibration of unrest. It's present everywhere, but certainly in the United States. And I remember that leading up to when the big explosion of, of um, infections happened, particularly coming through New York City, because that's like the, the American hub to the world. So that's where it was coming in first. Um, but even before it came in there, I remember the news articles coming out of Italy. I remember the American reaction to it. And the reaction was just drenched in fear. It hadn't even gotten here yet. So, I mean, that's actually one time I didn't need to stream to find out what was going to happen. It was pretty clear what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they always say they're not in the business of predicting the future. True. But yeah. Right. We can predict the future based on vibrational shifts, yeah. the dominant vibration, and, and what's going to transpire based on that. And, and you and I were talking before the show about how there is not just with COVID, there, there's all this stuff that's been going on, right? There's the COVID, there's the economy, there's the racial tensions. Um, for some people, it's like cl climate change. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of stuff that's all happening right now. Um, and with you and with other co-hosts, we've had lots of conversations about how this is a big year of change. This is a 2020, I call it the year of clarity. Um, there's a, there's a big vibrational shift that's going on. It's unpleasant at times, but it's also leading to great stuff. It's, you know, it's been a, pretty major topic here on the show but for most people it has been one thing after another to be afraid of and i mean i gave you my opinion and you kind of echoed back people crave a sense of stability in this they, they crave a, a, a sense of feeling better and all this stuff they don't necessarily even know it they certainly don't have to know anything about law of attraction or source energy or how any of that stuff works they still feel it they still need it they, they need yeah. it in a big, big way. And I, I'm glad that we have the show to do 
our bit in in contributing to provide that information, provide that kind of of lift. I'm glad that you do yours with your show and and with your group and all the all the things that you do with uh, your various followers. And there's so many others who are very much in the same realm. But I keep thinking, boy, there, we need more. We need more. We need to be able to just give more and more to people out there because they don't know it. They can't they can't verbalize it. But boy, everybody just needs that lift these days. Yeah, well, the, the detuning of fear, the, the teachings that I focus upon from the stream and, and the Taya practice is all about detuning fear. Mm-hmm. And when you detune fear, then you can allow trust. But yeah. you cannot have fear and trust going on simultaneously. Yeah, they don't work and too well. <laughs> I figured out a long time ago that law of attraction is like gravity. It's happening all the time and everything yeah. is a manifestation. So you'll notice that we don't talk a lot specifically about law of attraction as a thing or, or manifestation as, as a specific event. We focus more on trust because the more you're able to trust the universe to deliver a, an amazing ride, the less fearful you're going to be. And the less fearful you are, the more you can trust. Mm -hmm. That's the key to all of this is, yes, law of attraction is a real thing. We're attracting everything that happens every minute of every day of our lives, everything. But our point of attraction is impacted by this vibrational flow. And the more we clean up our lower vibrational energy and allow ourselves to trust, the more we can enjoy the vibrational flow. The... My experiencing that shopping area on Sunday, mm. if I had been in lower vibration, I would have said it was depressing. I, I described it as depressing with Dan on Monday. I would have said, wow, this is really depressing. And I could have focused on just that. Sure. But instead, I know to shift my focus to what is working. Uh, I went into a store that I used to shop at all the time, and I haven't been in in years. And it kind of took me back to the days I used to cook all the time. And since the pandemic, unfortunately, I'm cooking a lot more and I'm, the pounds are showing for all the cooking that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm attracting uh, additional body weight with all this cooking that I'm doing. But I love kitchen gadgets and I love going into this specific store. Mm. And I enjoyed that the kind of going back to, oh, I used to shop here all the time and I love all these little gadgets and all this right. useless junk that they sell. <laughs> super, you know, super high priced uh, useless junk. Right, right. And it was just, a, I'm, we made it a fun experience. And, and luckily, Michael has that same mindset. Whereas we're not going to wallow in what's wrong. We're going to focus on what's right. But still, I can admit that I would have loved to have had more people around at that time. Mm-hmm. But as far as the, the reset goes, I, I visualize myself on a sled, just kind of hanging onto that sled, really just enjoying the ride, mm-hmm. not knowing what's around the next corner, mm-hmm. just enjoying the ride for whatever it brings. And I've lived my life like that now for a few years, and, and I love it. Whatever the next curve is going to bring is is just going to be perfection for me. And it doesn't matter what it is. And and I've had ups and downs. My vibrational flow is the same as everybody else's. But every every time something negative comes along now, I have the tools to meet it in joy, understanding that it's there to actually to cause me to create something new in my life. And. The, I think I gave the example last week, and I'll use it again, is I had identity theft a few months back. Oh, right. And I was right in the middle of moving, and right in the middle of moving at 7 p.m. on a Saturday, all of a sudden, everything just stopped. My bank account was taken over. My cell phone was taken over. My email was taken over. I was completely helpless, and I really let my vibration drop for a minute. Mm. It really freaked me out when sure, I first yeah. realized. And luckily, I called the bank. 
And I had to sit on hold for over an hour with the bank oh, to speak to somebody at the bank. Yes. Wow. Well, 7 p.m. on a Saturday is the perfect time to steal an identity. So if you want to get in the identity theft business. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I did, Walt? I realized, wow, I, that that quiet time of me sitting on hold on, on Michael's cell phone because mine was dead. Mm. That quiet time gave me the opportunity to realize, wait a minute, I can't be down here in fear and anger and negative emotion over this thing. And I can't worry right now about how I manifested this. Because if you do that when you're when it's new and fresh, you're just going to beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. So I can't do any of that. What I've got to do right now is find appreciation for this because that's the fastest way out of it. And then it just dropped in just like that. And the stream wasn't really around. When I'm down in low vibration, <laughs> it's not really around. So, but I, I want them. You know, I want their help. I want yeah, their sure. guidance. I want the high vibration version of me. And... I realized, wow, to take my cell phone, my email account, and two bank accounts at the with the precision, just think about the work that went into that. Oh, yeah. How much work and how much effort and how skilled these people were at identity theft that they did mm-hmm. it. That's really cool. That's really cool that they're so good at this. I'm not oh. kidding. I really went down this path. It's mm-hmm. really cool that they're so good at this that they were able to do it. Look at the timing. At a time where I'm sitting here, you know, listening to the stupid COVID-19 message on <laughs> my bank, play on a loop for the last hour, right. that that is brilliant that they did it this way. Mm-hmm. And when I found appreciation for it, then the guy from the bank shows up on the phone, the cell phone company shows up on the phone, and we start unwinding all of this stuff. And this was Saturday night. Sunday, I couldn't do anything. I was powerless on Sunday. Everything was kind of halted at that point. And I just decided to put it out of my head on Sunday and just have a nice day. Monday morning, I got up and went to the bank. Within a couple of hours, the whole thing was solved. Nice. The whole thing was solved. Nice, yeah. And now I have the most complex uh, password system. <laughs> Good. And security measures, <laughs> measures in place. But, you know, I, it was my manifestation. There was something yeah. going on in my vibration that I manifested that, that ultimately probably served me from having something much worse occur and my reacting to it ultimately in joy within a short amount of time gave me the tools to, to fix it. I love what you're describing there. And I want to point something out that I know you already know, but I want to point it out to everybody. I mean, you, you use the same kind of phrasing we all use, you know, we, we want to kind of get the universe on our side, get our higher side, our higher vibration part of us on our side and so forth. But, of course, the more precise way of saying it is we want to reconnect with inside and ask inside, how do I feel about this and how can I change my feeling about it? That's really what it comes down to. And that's probably one of the hardest things to do when we're faced with a low-vibe situation like that. Because that was a really low-vibe situation. That, that's a knock-you-off-your-socks, you know, knock-you-off-your-stool entirely vibe. It's, it's the worst thing I've manifested in a while in terms of obstacles, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and so the, and on top a of great my life, generally vibing high, but not perfect, mm-hmm. but vibing high, not not wallowing and spending you know inordinate amount of time down in low vibration, and really managing my vibration. But it just goes to show that no matter what, we have this vibrational flow. Mm-hmm. Generally, my life is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I live in a beautiful place. I do exactly what I want to do all day long. I live with the love of my life. I have the best little dog in the world. You know, health is good. Uh, you know, I said I put on a couple of pounds. I went to the doctor, and it, but all my everything was great. 
you know, nice. excellent health, even though I, I've had this, you know, sharp addition of weight, not too sharp, but sharp enough that it's got my attention. Mm-hmm. The pressure was fine. Good. All was fine. Everything, you know, that, that you look at was fine. Almost, uh, so much so that I'm thinking, oh, who cares? I'll just keep eating everything. <laughs> and I, I do believe that if you believe that you can eat anything that you want, if you really believe that, that too shall be your reality. I, I'm I think not it's totally true. in that reality. I, 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 eat I bread, don't I still, recommend. I have that vibration of guilt when I eat bread still. I need, I need to work that out of my system. Well, as well, that's why I don't, I mean, my wife likes to jump on that, you know, because we have conversations about sugar. And about sweet desserts and so forth, because she loves them. And of course, when she has one, then I tend to have one. And then it, on certain occasions, I try to back off. Now, I really don't want them, but boy, I know that they sound really good. Why can't we just not have them in the house at all? And you know, that kind of conversation goes on. And when, when you're in the middle of the conversation, it's a joke. But when you step away from it, what you realize is it's just one more opportunity to decide. How do I really feel about that? Do I feel 100% clear that I'm fine if I eat that? Or do I feel like this is actually not going to work to my best health advantage? Now, if I ask Louise that, she'll say, well, let's see, if I believe that, does that mean I can have it? And I say, yes, well, then I believe it. (laughs) If you really believe it, and I know that to be true, because there are things that I've changed in my life that I have dramatically shifted my beliefs, and it's come to be. Mm-hmm. But have I cleaned up every single area? No, of course not. I, yeah. I don't know that anybody, we're all works in progress on some level. Exactly. And for exactly. me, the carbohydrate thing specifically is still something that I demonize because I've gone on low carb diets and lost a lot of weight quickly. Mm-hmm. And I've kept most of it off, you know, for a long period of time. So that, that, Hey, I had success on a low carb diet. Right. Therefore carbs must be bad. And that's still that, that vibration. Oh yeah. Even though intellectually I understand the law of attraction and know that we can, our lives are some of our beliefs. So if I can establish a belief that I can eat anything that I want, then I'll be able to eat anything I want. And I even think about it. I, I remember Abraham in one of their books wrote about how, if you had the right vibration, you could eat 100 gallons of ice cream and not put on the weight. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I could believe in that. I couldn't even believe eating one gallon of ice cream just because I think I'd get sick. And that alone would yeah. just screw the whole thing up. <laughs> well, you know, when, when Jerry Hicks died, that changed a big narrative for those teachings. Yeah. Because everybody took a lot of their teachings very literally up until that point. There was sort of a vibration of, you don't ever have to die. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get sick. You don't have to die. We don't have the, I think they even pro- proclaimed they didn't have health insurance and things like that. And then suddenly he, he, you know, he, he died very swiftly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people came to question Abraham around that time with his mm-hmm. death. And I remember sure. people sitting in the hot seat saying, Jerry died the wrong way. The wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if Esther didn't come out of channeling at that moment, then uh, she's, she's really solid as a channel. Right. <laughs> mourning the death of her husband. And somebody said that. So, I had to explore that for myself because I had a, a real deep understanding of law of attraction, but I also had an understanding of polarity and that none of us are perfect and that none of us are going to overcome the condition of being human, but we are mm-hmm. going to be able to improve our lives significantly with these teachings. Exactly. But I went back and read, I think it was the last book that they published, which Jerry, of course, was very involved in all their books. The very last book, I believe, was Money and the Law of Attraction. Was that the last and- one? I said, I believe I'm not hundred percent sure. I, but it was one, I think it was money in the law of attraction. I went back and read the book, whatever their last book was. Okay. Because I looked at the timeline and it was right before his death that this book was published. Oh, okay. Anything since then. So 
I went back and read that book and in the book, and I think it was money in the law of attraction, even though it was very much about uh, attracting money, Jerry had lots of questions about health. Yes, that's true. So yes. he was an older guy and, yep. and health was on his mind mm -hmm. at the time of this book. And it was even published in the book that, that his health and his ultimate mortality was something he was thinking about. Sure. So, yeah. Well, Cindy Chavez and I, we basically did that book chapter by chapter. And that was one of our major um, conclusions coming away from it was the title was Money and the Law of Attraction, but money was actually maybe like a third of the book. The rest of it was just about vibration, high vibration and how to maintain yeah. it. Yeah. Because his, his questions veered way off from money into all sorts of things, but very much about health. And I really, yeah, there was a lot of health. That. Yeah. You're very right. much picked up on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I read a lot of Steve, uh, Steve Jobs biographies. Uh, mm -hmm. Cause I was always just really fascinated with him yep. and he had an obsession with not dying. Mm. He had an obsession with health, but his obsession with health was rooted in his very active ego, yeah. which was all about, I am so special and so brilliant that I need to live forever. Mm. Therefore I have to be a health fanatic to avoid death. And what did he manifest? Yeah. He manifested a death, I believe, at 54 yep. from cancer. Yep. So I always thought that was very, very interesting that he did all these things to be healthy. And he was thin and he was, you know, all organic and all, all of these things and, and still manifested his own early demise because he was so focused on, on not wanting death. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, we have uh, questions to ask the stream. I have some questions of my own to ask. So why don't you do your transition thing? And while you're doing that, I will remind people who have uh, been sharing the LOA Today app. First of all, I want to thank you for doing it. And second of all, keep doing it because we want to keep spreading the word. Um, I'm going to be uh, doing a thing pretty soon in which I'm going to uh, – I'll give you more details later, but I'm, I'm planning to reach out and see if we can reach a larger audience quickly. And, again, I'll have more details about that. But a, a cornerstone of that is going to be sharing that LOA Today app. So help us get there sooner rather than later and just keep sharing and sharing and sharing. And I see from the look on David's face, looks like he's about connected. We are here. Welcome stream. I love the fact that you come to visit us every Tuesday. I just wanted to make sure I let you know that it's, I, it has become almost habitual now because it's so regularly scheduled, but wow, I just love it when you come. So thank you for coming once again. We appreciate it. Jenny from our live stream has a couple questions for you. She says, um, we were talking, David and I were talking earlier stream about trust and the juxtaposition between trust and fear. And she's asking, speaking of trust, how can I learn to trust? The process of learning to trust, of, of course, is rooted in the, the, re the releasing of the lower vibrational energies of, of, of judgment and fear, but more so not placing so much emphasis on the need of a specific behavior from another or outcome for you. Mm -hmm. When you are, are, are needing another to behave in a certain way, behave towards you in a certain way, or, or needing a certain outcome, and you're hinging your, your happiness on that, then it's, it's very difficult for you to trust because you, you are dependent upon the vibration of another for your joy. Whereas, the ultimate trust is trusting your own abundance. 
trusting yourself, not not needing a specific event or a manifestation, as, as, as many like to call it, or outcome of some sort or, or, or change in behavior from another to feel that that sense of connectivity, that that joy that you receive when you are allowing our energy to flow to you. Understand that all you need do is raise your vibration and feel your connection to this energy. You all have this coming to you. You know when you're in it. You feel good. You feel hopeful. You feel a sense of joy for no specific external reason. When you're in that state, there is no need to even concern yourselves whether you are trusting or not. It is an automatic situation. And, and, and understand that you do not even need to be specific about how your well-being is going to come to be or even what well-being looks like. Because you are in high vibration, the universe is automatically going to deliver a favorable set of circumstances to you. That is the path to trust. I have more I want to bring in on this, but uh, she's added more information here, so I wanted to share that with you. Um, she says, should we trust source for guidance and further info? Uh, she's referring in her own case to staying hidden, not being close to someone. She says that feels more safe to her. So I think that's another way of tying in her idea of what trust is about. As far as the, the source connection, understand that the source connection is, is built in. You all come pre-wired with a source connection, if you will. The, the, the connection to, to our energy is available to all of you because it is part of all of you and, you, and you are all part of source. It is not something that is separate at all. The only thing that, that, that you need do is to allow what is already there to be realized. And you allow it by quieting your mind. You allow it by doing things that raise your vibration, appreciation, low thought activities that, that take your thought down a little bit so that your minds, which are quite overstimulated at this time across humanity, are not simply running wild with all of the things that you think you need to do and get done and accomplish and, and all of the external stimulation from food and media and things of this nature. All of these things are designed to separate you from your source connection because your true intuition, your inner being connection is the very best guidance for you. We will always guide you back to that. And we will always guide you to raise your vibration and discern your preferences for what messages that are external that you want to subscribe to, including ours, including what David is offering. If you are in high vibration and it sounds like music to your ears, you are in the right place for you at this time. If you are not ready for the message, it, it, it's going to be confusing or it's going to even be a little upsetting. It is not the time for you to be absorbing these teachings. And, and that is true for any teacher, for any message. And as far as separating or hiding, the, the, the idea of hiding is certainly rooted in fear. Understand that when you continually work on raising your vibration, any other being or circumstance that you feel in low vibration that you need to hide from will not even be present in your reality. Working in, in, in specifically if these are other human beings, these other beings will separate themselves naturally from you if you continually raise your vibration through a process of self-appreciation, self-love, quieting your mind in meditation, allowing your, your vibration to raise. You are either going to find such appreciation for them that you're no longer wanting to hide from them, or you are going to be in such high vibration that if they are truly in low vibration, 
they, they are not going to be matched to you and will fade away from your reality. But it can also be that you are wanting to hide from them because their vibration is so high and you are not matched to them. They, they are bothersome to you. If that's the case, raising your vibration will bring you more into alignment with them and allow you to freely appreciate them. That's a really important point, I think. The idea that when we raise our own vibration, we change the people around us in, in terms of who they are, in terms of, of this group of people as opposed to that group of people. Because I've very much experienced that in my own life. Um, just by doing this podcast, I, I can look at the people who are in my life now and compare them to the people who were in my life nearly eight years ago when I started. And it's an entirely different group of people. I mean, literally about the only ones who are the same are family members. I think everybody else is different. And your relationships with those family members is probably quite different as well. It is. Yeah. And I, I'm also rather pleased that a number of them are actually believers in and, and uh, deliberate creators using law of attraction and, and uh, source energy. I, I particularly value that the fact that that has been true. When you start raising your vibration, th those that are around you have two choices. They either disconnect if they are, are, are more in alignment with the lower vibrational version of you. And, and, and for a time, you may have some that want to pull you back down to that level where they are comfortable with you, while others will chase you up your spiral. They will be inspired by you. In fact, we are asked very often when David is sharing our message how one can help save the world. The, the very best you all have to offer is the high vibrational version of you inspiring others to do the same work that you have done to, to, to connect to your higher selves and raise your vibration. That is the very best you have to offer. Very often th th there are those that get into the beings that, 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 that are traveling a path of, of spiritual healing, if you will. And, and they will come and say that they are empaths and, and because they are empaths, they are surrounded by toxic people. And, and we will, we will always say to them that if you are surrounded by toxic people, that is exactly where your vibration is. Yes. Either because you yourself have elements that you would judge as toxic or because you are fearing that and you are focused upon that and you are focused on the toxicity or, or the, the, the narcissism of others and things of this nature. And when you're focused upon that, you, you are taking yourself exactly to that level. And that's why you're surrounded by them. And, 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 we are here to tell you that if your true desire is to heal, to, to, to aid in the healing of humanity, you are not going to have much power to do that in that space. You must work on you first and raise your vibration. Understand that your high vibration example is far more powerful than any healing that you believe that you're doing in a lower vibrational state. And speaking for myself, I, I tend not to label myself within my own thought process as being empathic or psychic or any of the other labels that you can put on just because I, I find the labels to be a little restrictive and, and I, they don't always apply to me. And a lot well, of various labels, you are, you are all, all of those things. Sure. Yeah. To one degree or another, but I guess where I'm going with it is when I find myself uh, feeling empathy for somebody else, I have learned through practicing uh, the, the various things that you talked about, the quieting of the mind, the, the meditation, the appreciation. Um, I, I love the phrase you use, taking your thought down. I never heard that phrase. That, that one really, you know, resonated with me. But practicing those various things has gotten me to the place where, you know, 
sure, I feel what other people are, are feeling. I just don't base how I'm feeling on what they're feeling anymore. I still feel it. It's still there. I can sense it. In fact, if anything, it's accentuated. If anything, it's bigger than it was. I just no longer in any way connect to the idea that, well, how they're feeling has to make me feel the same way. It just doesn't have that same. And there, there are no healing or, or, or problem-solving abilities available in low vibration. And, 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 and there is this, this, this thought process across humanity that, that is, 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 is somewhat active of the victim mindset and, and wanting to, to, to focus on the victimization of the victim. Yeah. Rather than the solving of the problem, which has nothing to do with the victimization of the victim and and everything to do with empowering the victim to move on from that victim status. But you are taught across humanity to, to, to hold yourselves in this victim state very often and identify as that. And, and, and when, when many discover spirituality and allow their natural abilities to emerge, they want to hang one of these labels around themselves stating that they are empathic or they are a healer of some sort or they are a light worker of some sort or they are a star seed or, or something of this nature. And we are here to, to guide all of you to, to you are all special in that way. You all possess these qualities. If you truly wish to, to, to help your fellow humans, your higher vibrational example is the best thing that you have to offer rather than labeling yourself with something specific and, and placing a lot of pressure on yourself to perform specific miracles, if you will, based on your labeling of yourself. All healing and all miracles are inside jobs always. This is why we continually guide you back to your own inner guidance and your own inner ability. And to, to go back to the question about trusting inner guidance, when you are in high vibration you know you're in high vibration because you are joyful and you are allowing and you are trusting that everything is working out for you and you are seeing the world from a very high vibrational state of being. And when you're up there, any guidance that you receive is divine guidance, your own creation of divine guidance. That is our energy flowing right to you. When you are down in less than joy, when you are down in a little bit of fear or doubt or worry, your guidance is going to be tainted by that. Your, your guidance is going to come from a negative state of mind and is not going to guide you anywhere positive. You are not going to be guided anywhere positive from a negative vibration ever. This is why our guidance is always raise your vibration first and then go about solving your problems and understand that the solving of your problems will flow to you naturally in that high vibrational state. I like this is that why we phrase. guide you to find appreciation for your transgressors as quickly as possible if mm. your desire is to solve them. Yeah. I, I like that phrase, raise your vibration first. I mean, I, that's been kind of a watch phrase of mine, not those specific words, but that's been a, an idea of mine that I've worked with for quite some time. And so to hear you phrase it that way, like, yeah, I like that. Raise your vibration first. That's good. Jenny, uh, Jenny by the way, says thank you very much. She's very grateful for your words. So. Thank you for sharing that. I want to pursue the, the trust topic a little bit further here because um, I think trust has a lot of different meanings. Well, the English language is multivaried, multivalued, so it has a lot of different meanings anyway. But trust, particularly in the realm of co-creation and, and, and conscious creation, even there it has a number of different meanings. 
and I kind of want to bring it back to, isn't it really trust in myself? Isn't it really trusting that connection as you describe it? Um, and I think that's really what I've been focusing on. We, we call Taya, that is trusting your abundance, mm-hmm. which means trusting yourself and your ability to manifest whatever your definition of abundance is. Mm-hmm. That's what Taya is. All of this boils down, and specifically in the English language, trust is the most valuable word you have. And we have felt the vibration of trust, but don't be fooled. Mm -hmm. Trust, but do not trust blindly. We are not placing those caveats, because if you are truly trusting in high vibration, even the things that seem like you are being fooled, or, or, or you are misplacing your trust, ultimately serve your expansion. So if, if you make your work being in high vibration and truly trusting the universal process, and by that we mean trusting a process that is a vibrational process. So even when things seem like they are not working out, continuing to trust that they ultimately will. When you place all of your trust and this thing doesn't go the way that you think it's supposed to go, continue to trust and see how that, that rift that that lower vibrational manifestation ultimately serves for a more perfect version of whatever it is that you are desiring to manifest. Now, are you saying to trust the thing that is going wrong, or are you saying trust what you trust that even when things are going wrong, that that is the process of universal creation, and the process of universal creation it has a vibrational flow to it. So when you are in high vibration, you are absolutely manifesting everything that you want. That is your positive creation territory. But when you drop down below neutral, anything less than joy, that is your negative creation territory. That's where the negative vibration starts to kick in and you start to doubt, you start to fear, you start to worry. All of these negative things come in and slow your positive manifestations and will ultimately, with enough time spent there, if you will, will actually manifest some obstacles, but those obstacles are universally designed to be there to cause you to go back up your spiral, solve them, and create a more perfect version of whatever it is in the solving and creating and solving of that obstacle. So ultimately, we are guiding you to fully trust the universal process of creation for its ups and its downs. That's why there is no such thing as trusting blindly or being fooled because you trust too much. There is no such thing as trusting too much. Full, unabashed trust will deliver the most amazing results. Hmm. I have to admit, I hadn't thought of it that way. I can see what you're saying. It makes sense. It resonates on a certain level. I just never really thought about it that way. Because you're right, there really is no such thing as too much trust. Our human minds will tell us, well, I have had many experiences where I have trusted and I have been harmed or I have been disappointed or I have been hurt some way. Maybe my emotions, my, my feelings have been hurt. In some way, I've been hurt by having trusted that. That, that is an example of one judging the, the unwanted manifestation as something mm-hmm. negative and stopping the process right there and not going back to a higher vibrational state of trust, allowing that 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 thing to be solved and moved through and then not only not allowing the manifestation that is desired to come through, but then creating this wall, this abundance block. This is an excellent question for your audience that you are posing, because that is the, the source of your abundance blocks. You, you, you trust, you allow, 
your thing is on its way, your vibration drops a bit, you create an obstacle in that trust and that creative process, and you allow that obstacle to stop. And you are no longer going to go up your spiral and focus on this thing or desire this thing anymore because now you have been burned. And now you have created this wall that creates this abundance block. And from there on, until you remove that abundance block, even when you are up in high vibration, when you hearken back to it, you allow it to take your vibration down. Or when polarity takes your vibration down, you revisit that topic, it takes you down even further. It is a rift. It is an abundance block that exists for you, and it will stay there throughout your lifetime until you understand that that abundance block was your own creation because you didn't fully trust the vibrational flow process. When you trust the vibrational flow process of up and down and things coming into your path that are unwanted, that are really there to inspire you to create an even better version of, an even stronger version of, to go back up in vibration and solve it and expand in the solving of it. This is the practice that we are delivering to all of you. And those of you that are ready for it are ready for the true next level of, of, of universal law, of understanding and comprehending the law of attraction on a much deeper level than 99.9% of your planet are allowing at this time. Understanding where these blocks come from, what positive and negative are all about. The fact that, 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 that we guide David to share every single negative thing that happens in his life. And then people will hear that and say, well, how can you be a channel and, and understand law of attraction when you were talking about identity theft or gaining weight? That is because there's no such thing as perfection. You are not here for perfection. But notice the story always has a happy ending. Hmm. There is a vibrational flow going through his life that he is sharing with all of you and setting an example of living a very high vibrational existence and, and meeting obstacles in joy and solving them in joy. And in doing so, expanding in the process. We, we are not guiding any of you to try to, to, to manifest some life of perfection. If you reach a state of perfection in your life or a state of perfection across humanity, that will be the end of this experience. And you like sense. physical very much. When you, when you manifest or, as you like to say, reemerge into non-physical, the very first thing that you do is find appreciation for all that is because you are omnipresent and see it. The second thing that you do, which is instantaneous, is desire to come back and do it all over again, mm -hmm. perhaps in a more challenging way. What you are describing, and, and I, I think I'm grasping what you're saying, so I'm going to try to say it in my own words. Whenever we run into something that we consider to be negative or unpleasant, we, we get a pushback we don't like, we trusted and, and our trust was violated, uh, we hoped and our hopes were dashed, the various stuff happens and we decide almost instantaneously, we don't even give it much thought process, it's just I react, I react to this situation that happened. The moment that we did that, that's placing a block. And then you that, have that, 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 really that, that loop point. playing of that abundance block again and again and again continually for the rest of your lives until you come to understand the true nature of, of polarity. And, and, and the true gift that your, your obstacles are. And, and believe it or not, that second part is actually easier for me to grasp, that it would just keep coming back. The first part is the part that I'm still, like, mind-boggled on. Oh, my God. All I, all I am doing every time that I am reacting in a way that says, I don't like this thing, I am putting up a block. You're recreating the scenario which creates the block. Uh the, the way you said that stopped me. That's why I paused right there. Because I, I think there's another nugget here that I'm missing. 
or perhaps that I haven't totally the, grasped. The abundance block is your own creation because you are hearkening back to a time that you feel that you were burned and you are not wanting to trust in that area. So you create this ego-driven block to, to separate yourself from feeling pain. Got it. Okay. Yes. So that's what the, that's the recreation you not part. Want the pain Basically, replaying the memory is what you're talking about. That's, the, that's the, 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 the things that, that the human ego, the, the links that the human ego will go to to separate itself from the experience of pain, yet you have all experienced pain, you have all experienced disappointment, and you have all survived it if you were hearing these words in a physical way. Right. So you have experienced pain, yet you fear it so much that you hold yourself in, in a block of abundance and lack of abundance because you do not wish to experience the disappointment of that you trusted, your vibration lowered, you manifested a scenario to where even though you trusted, it didn't come to pass the way that you thought. There was an obstacle. You judge that obstacle from a lower vibration focus of fear. Mm-hmm. And in your judgment of it, you do not want to be a fool, quote unquote, and you're not wanting to be a fool. You are separating yourself from the pain of feeling like you were fooled. And you will not allow yourselves to go back and flow through that process of having the obstacle, having the rift, having the 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 unsavory relationship, having the bad experience with. We are not guiding you to go back and repeat the same exact thing and allow it to happen again. In fact, we're guiding you to the opposite. Yeah. We're guiding you to the appreciation of your obstacles and finding appreciation for the transgressor of them. The one that burned you, the situation that burned you, the thing that you did that didn't work. Find appreciation for the gift that it was and understand that if you had simply kept allowing the flow of this creation through high and low vibration just to be, and not necessarily stopped yourself at this block, at, at this, this, this lower vibrational manifestation, and said never again, that you're not going to trust this way ever again. Because you can trust this way and not understand polarity and vibration and have this thing manifest that you don't want. But once you understand the, the, the nature of creation, the universal process of creation that is vibrational, that has a flow to it, that means that you're not going to create every single thing that you want instantaneously w- without some span of time very often, especially the things that you consider big. And they're only big because you are considering them big. The bigness of money, the bigness of a, of, of, of a very satisfying romantic relationship, the bigness of a massive improvement in bodily condition or health. These are the things that you consider the biggest things in your lives. And because you consider them the biggest things in your lives, these are things that are often the most challenging in manifesting. But notice how you can manifest the little things that are monumental. The shift in the way strangers treat you. Because when you are in high vibration, strangers around you are going to be other high vibrational beings that are going to treat you better. More eye contact, more hellos nicer interactions. When you are angry and low vibration, notice that you are going to meet up with other angry, low vibrational beings. Sure. Yeah. Think of how massive that manifestation is of a set of circumstances and people around you. You've completely shifted the human beings that are populating around you in your bubble of reality. True. You're not changing their behavior. You're literally changing human beings. Or at least I'm changing which ones are showing up in my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you, 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 you raise your vibration and you go to the supermarket on a shopping trip 
And in high vibration, you're walking around the market, appreciating everything in your path. People are saying hello to you. People are letting you cut in front of them in line. The cashier is nicer than ever before. You've got the great parking space. The entire experience is a high vibration experience. Go to the grocery store and at the supermarket in, in anger and understand that, that, that when you do that, you can do this test on yourselves. You're not going to find the space. The person in the parking lot is going to annoy you. Then you're going to find something else that's going to cross your path that's going to annoy you just as much. Mm -hmm. People aren't going to be as friendly. People are going to cut you off, all of these sorts of things. They're going to be out of the things that you want to buy. You're going to have a negative shopping experience, and it's not just your reaction to the set of circumstances that you've populated. It's the population itself. You have recreated this scenario that is your tangible reality based on your vibration. This is how powerful you are, and you can all test this in your lives. In fact, you do. Think about Literally. your shopping oh, yeah. trips when you're in high vibration as opposed to the ones that you're back. Your time's in traffic. Mm -hmm. David used to be so annoyed by traffic that the very first annoyance he came to understand was going to be a snowball effect of other annoying people crossing his path. And in setting that intention for a safe and stress-free journey, he receives that every single time and has for many years now. And so often when we have these stressful situations occur, the ones that you're trying to teach us here are the ones that we really would do well to appreciate. Our reaction comes so quickly, it's, it, we react before we even have the time to say, oh, wait a minute, I don't want to react that way, <laughs> which means we need a, a tool, to use your term. We need a, a tool from the toolbox. This Give is why we delivered the tool, the set of tools. All of them work together in conjunction for you to raise your default vibration and gain the tools in the moment to understand where your vibration is and know what to do and what not to do, and it becomes your way of life. So, in other words, the tool in this, in the sense of what I'm talking about, in, is is one that that comes from just being at high vibration often. The more often that I'm there, the easier the, the, it is. The more to you get train to yourself in high vibration, the more these things are going to happen naturally for you. Well, I'm also thinking about my own response. Gets. I'm thinking about how I respond to them. Because if you're in high so, vibration I, most of the time, you, you are yeah. going to, to, to retreat to higher vibration right. more readily than you will be triggered down into low vibration. And that, that's where I'm going with it. Yes. It, it seems to me that's, that's the best strategy. Just by being high vibe as much as I can, it's going to make it easier to just respond better the next time something happens I don't like. Indeed. And, and notice in the example that we've given, most of you in hearing these words have hearkened back in this interaction to, to exact examples of what we have provided. And notice that the low vibrational example of, of an outing, a casual outing to shop for food, is something that you do not allow to create a block for you. You didn't go to a supermarket and have a negative experience and say to yourselves that you're never going to go to a supermarket again because you had a negative experience. True. You understand fundamentally that you went in with a, with a nasty attitude, if you will, and your nasty attitude attracted like back to you. So do you recommend reframing old experiences? I used to, to uh, think about the fact that, well, we talked about it before. Um, I think before we came on the show, I remember back in April when the whole COVID thing happened, I'd walk into a store and I'd feel this blanket of fear that was uh, in the entire population. You could see it on people's faces. It was like emanating off of them. So perhaps I can go back and reframe that in my mind and turn it into, well, I am appreciating the fact that these people were expressing this fear, and I am appreciating what they were going to through. It. He was in appreciation of the fact that that so many were disrupted in their vibrational patterns that they were behaving irrationally, 
but there was appreciation for where they were in their process and their life journey. And, and you can all get there. And when you start viewing the world from that perspective, we, we refer to this very often as zooming out. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we should probably shift it because we were speaking very often about our energy is internalized with all of you. It is really zooming in. But we, we are speaking of zooming out to the higher perspective where you are viewing your world, your life, your entire universe from our perspective, which is available to all of you. And that is a perspective of non-fear and non-judgment. Mm-hmm. And, and when you are in a state of non-fear and non-judgment, stop and ask yourself, how, how do I feel about this? Because when you ask yourself that and you take fear and judgment out of the equation, then walking into the supermarket with people with 30 rolls of toilet, 30 packages of toilet paper in their basket, leaving none for anyone else, there's no judgment around that. They are having their own lower vibrational experience of fear. And you understand that that, that lower vibrational being, if you will, or that being that is experiencing a lower vibrational state of thought is an important cog in, in, the, in the wheel that is, is, is your human experience. So I could take that example of the, the person who had all of the, the toilet paper in their, in their carts. And I remember that pretty vividly. And I could reframe in my mind, my original response to it was, Oh, I can't believe, oh, my God, what are they going to do with all that toilet paper? What I could do is reframe it as, okay, since appreciation is appreciating where they're at right now, I understand that where they're at right now, they're in a low vibe place. They're dealing with it the best that they know how to. The way that they're reacting to it doesn't have to affect me at all. In fact, it doesn't. I, if anything, I feel pity for them. And I don't even like the feeling of pity, so I'm going to pull away from that one too. Pity, pity and, is low vibration as, as well. That, that, yeah. that, is, that, that harkens back to your own ego of, of, of aggrandizing yourself yeah. as, as above or better than. And, and that is a lower vibrational thought. Full appreciation of is allowing them to be in their vibration, have their experience. And, and as much as David shares his is down the spiral moments and in, in, in his transgressors, we will share an up the spiral moment in that he immediately did not judge any of that. And in his not judging that specific scenario, an entire case of Charmin arrived at his doorstep from Amazon right on time. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. During, during that first week, he, yeah. he did not have a problem manifesting toilet paper, if you will, during that entire period that that others were freaking out about it because he was not standing in judgment of their freaking out. He was understanding it and appreciating it. And similarly for us, we, we didn't have a shortage of toilet paper in our house. There was a shortage on the shelves for weeks, but we already had a supply. So it was okay. We, you know, we can serve the supply a little bit, but not a whole lot. And it all played out okay. I can't even tell you exactly what the sequence was, but just when we needed to start replenishing it, showed up on the shelves. Didn't take any effort at all. It's like, oh, there's some. Okay, grab it. <laughs> if you were fixated on, on the, the, the greed and the hoarding of the toilet paper, you would have fell victim to, to not having enough. Oh, no doubt about it. No and, doubt and, about and that it. is true on every the, – the, the, those that, 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 that focus on the, the greed of, of, of others regarding money mm-hmm. are finding themselves very often in, in the state of not having money. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and judging I can that having that money is evil because it's a soothing effect. To, to judge that if, if you do not have money and they do, they must somehow be evil or doing something evil to get it. This is the, all of these conspiracy theories that you hear around this today mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. very much rooted in that. Yeah, that's true. Well, this has been, as usual, fascinating. I wish we had more than an hour to do this, but uh, we only have an hour and we're 56 minutes into it. So I'll, I'll let you and David do your separation so we can come back and finish up with David and 
Meanwhile, say, listeners, if you want to ask a question of the stream, that's one of the reasons we created the LOA Today app. So feel free, use the question. There's a, there's a, I'm sorry, use the question form on the app. It's up in the section marked goodies. We even marked it. It's really easy for you to find. Um, but uh, fill out the, the form there and send it in, and we will include your question in next week's show because uh, this is – look what we got out of this. Jenny asked one question about trust, and I don't know how much of that you remember, David, but it generated the entire conversation for the show. It was a great conversation. Oh, that's good. The only thing I remember is that my coffee was nice and hot a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we, thinking, oh, this coffee is it's really good coffee, too. J- Jenny asked the question, how can I learn to trust? That became the basis for the conversation. And then the stream went in, <laughs> streamed. It literally streamed out all this stuff about trust and, and emphasized how it was a great question for our audience. Oh, yeah. Trust here. is everything. In the English language, trust is the most important word. Um, because when, when I when I sort of, when I hit the wall with popular law of attraction teachings, I realized, okay, it's not about manifesting and it's not about law of attraction really. It really is about what do I need to do to trust this process? Mm. Because the only thing holding me away from manifesting everything is a lack of ability to trust. Because if I trust, then I believe. And trust is more important than belief. Because belief, you, you, if you think about belief, belief is a wonderful, magical word, and I love it. But believing is, I'm believing even though I don't see the evidence of it right now, I'm just going to believe. <laughs> trusting is about trusting the process of high and low vibration, which is created by polarity, which is a physical condition that we're not going to change because that polarity is what's really creating the experience and the expansion. Law of attraction is like gravity. You're, you're just attracting everything that you're, you know, whatever you're putting out, you're getting back some version of that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really simple. It's just happening. Right. And manifesting, people say, you know, I want to manifest. Well, you're manifesting all the time. It's just yes. what are you manifesting? And then I got into really, uh, I went deep into intentionality for a while. Like, ah, oh, it's about intention. I need to be very intentional with my thoughts. And then I realized, well, wait a minute that's not what I'm really getting here. It's not about, this is before I could really have a conversation with the stream. It was just a knowing. Mm-hmm. And the knowing was like, it's beyond intention because I can be very intentional and still not get exactly what I'm intending, especially the big stuff. Ah, it's about trust because mm-hmm. that vibration is going to go up and down. I'm going to revisit this topic in different levels of vibration. And when I am way up in high vibration and I'm trusting and I'm knowing and I just have it all. I see it. I feel it. I'm very visual. I can build a house in my mind and walk through it in detail. Wow. Very, very visual. And so much so that I could visualize anything that I wanted. And very often the things I visualize come true. In fact, uh, the house, uh, the first house I lived in in Palm Springs was actually the backyard of the house was on my vision board. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So the, um, the, the, the whole thing came down to trust mm. when I'm in low vibration and I don't know it. Can I still trust the process of creation? Can I still trust when I'm down there? Yeah. So it came, I, it became about trust. That's and that was the essence of our conversation with the stream, trusting the stuff that isn't going well. Trusting well I'm getting that that's what they wanted to, to come and talk about. And that was the perfect alignment of question then for that. So that's great. Yeah, that was, it was perfect. I was, picking up stuff. I was, I was changing some, modifying some of my previous thought process to better align with that. Cause that was really good. I really liked that a lot. So thank you once again, you did it. 
Another home run. I love it. <laughs> By the way, you mentioned you used a phrase. I don't know if you realized what the phrase was that you used. You used the phrase beyond intention. And of course, our friend Dan Mangana wrote a book called Beyond Intention. So I kind of wish that Dan was there to kind of jump in and say, oh, yeah, well, here's something else. Oh, wow. about no, that's I didn't know that. It's funny. It was just on my show yesterday, but I don't think we got into that. We, I, I think I called him something. It was uh, something from his as like the master master manifester or master something like that and when i uh-huh. said it he didn't know i was going to say that he just died laughing <laughs> during his own introduction it was really funny yeah it really, it'll be my podcast next week so you can check it out on the stream of david podcast just to have somebody you're introducing them and they die laughing at their own introduction that's cool uh, yeah I like <laughs> that's that. cool it set the tone the whole episode absolutely was, yeah um, talk about high we vibe. laughed all the way through it yeah sure yeah no well actually we did a whole show on uh, his his beyond intention book and uh I, I I really wish he'd been here just to kind of throw in his two cents on it because I'm sure trust was a big part of, of what he was writing about. I don't know if he actually focused on it that particular way with that particular word, but it was certainly at the, the gist of what he was talking about. So I would have liked to hear what he had to say, but yeah, still. I feel very, I've always, the, the second I met Dan, I just felt like, okay, this person, and I have a connection that's super deep and it's going to mm. be, it's going to be an amazing ride just knowing each other. And it's, it's come to be that way for sure. Yeah, and for us, too, here at LOA today. So, yeah, it's been really good. So thank you, David, once again. Looking forward to talking with you again next week. By the way, you can reach out to David through the LOA Today app. That's one of the reasons we have that form there. It says ask a question, but it's also for general contact. And if you want to maybe take it to a next step with David, maybe you're interested in, you know, doing something more to work on your own ability to do that trusting, to do that releasing of all those little blocks. Boy, that that was the big thing that I I took away from it. I realized in a much more clear way today, David, that every time I was reacting poorly to a situation, I was putting up a block. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's literally what I was doing. So listeners, if you, if you want to work on that, that's a great thing to work on. Reach out to David, establish a session, and see what the next step is with you. Do that you know, using the LOA Today contact form. So that's good. the yeah, last do that, definitely. Because we do, we have boot camp, which is a 12-week program where you really learn all this stuff and really mm-hmm. transform. And we have lots of testimonials from that. And you can do a session with the stream also. Um, mm-hmm. Through that form, you ultimately, if you get to my website, the form that you've got is a great place to go, though, because you get all sorts of tools and things delivered uh, via email or text, however you sign up. Yeah, that, that link is off of the host page. I was also talking about the ask a question page, which sends a question directly to you by okay. email. Yeah, but okay. yeah, they're both good ways to reach out for sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah and the questions they ask for email, they end up on here and you ask the question. Right. To the, okay. Exactly. I can try to understand what all you got going on there. We, there's a lot going on and it's evolving That's continuously. <laughs> That's, That's what good. makes it fun. But thank you once again, David. This has been great. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again next Tuesday. Thank you all. Thank you, everybody. All right. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.